in motion is Sewell. Goff to throw. Wants to throw it to Sewell. Oh, he caught it. Yes. Boy, Sewell on a first down. Oh, yes. the big man dives down at the 31-yard line. Oh, that is beautiful. Welcome to the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft, the post-game edition. Week, what do we see? Week 17 now. 17 already. PJ Clark joining me as he always does here in the press box of uh, Ford Field. And boy, that was a fun one to watch, Peach. I mean, that was a butt kicking. That was a complete game. That was on par with Jacksonville. You know, what they did to Jacksonville, 41-10 Lions winners over Chicago. Um, Really complete game, all phases. I think early in that game, you were a little bit worried when Justin Fields had 105 yards rushing in the first quarter on four runs. It was like, oh, my gosh. There's a lot. This is Carolina all over again. But, boy, credit to that Lions defense. Um, I think Justin Fields had 27 rushing yards the entire rest of the game. And you just look at the possession chart. Um, you know, it didn't allow, they allowed a touchdown and a field goal um, early. And then it was punt, punt, fumble, interception, punt, 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 turnover on downs, punt. I mean, that they defense. They didn't score really, after the first quarter. That defense really stepped up and played well. And then, you know, obviously the offense just keeps doing what they're doing. I mean, Jared Goff is playing so well right now. Yeah. I mean, he is. I think it was maybe lost in that in that debacle last week that Jared threw for 355 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Yep. I mean, that would have been a complete blowout in Carolina if not for Jared Goff. And so, you know, he steps into the game um, today, is cool, calm, 21-29, to 255, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Hasn't thrown an interception, Peach, since November 6th against Green Bay. I think it's 290 passes. You take I, that. He, he's playing really good football right now. And look, it, it was such a complete drubbing that uh, he got to watch most of the fourth quarter on the sideline. And he, he's just, this is what Jared had to say after the game, just about kind of the, the, the groove that he's in right now. Yeah, I think confident and comfortable is the best way to describe it. I wouldn't say I feel slower, but uh, I, I think where we're at with our offense right now, I'm so comfortable and so. Uh, you know, Ben and I are so much on the same page with every time he calls a play, I know why he's calling it, what what the reason is, uh, you know, what defense we're expecting. You know, you're, you're just so much ahead of, uh, you know, where we've been in the past. And, and Ben and I are, are really on the same page, and, and it allows me to play pretty freely and, and pretty comfortable. And he's looked like like he's playing freely, and he's looked comfortable. Um, and I think he's a big reason why this team is 8-8 eight and eight and now in the position that they're in. And and that's you know winners of seven of their last nine, Peaches are eight and eight, um, and now they have a chance to go to Green Bay and potentially um, you know earn themselves a playoff spot. And at one and six, I don't think either of us could have honestly said we thought that this would be a week eighteen scenario or or, or week eighteen possibility. No, and this is just battled back. I mean, to go six and two down this or seven and two down this stretch, it's it is an amazing turnaround by all three phases and and the defense, you know, there have been blips on both sides across the way. The offense has like the Jets game. The offense did not play well. The defense picked up the slack. The turnovers early on offense, even though when they were playing well, they had some critical turnovers that were the difference in some games. And, and you look at that Seattle game, which obviously Seattle is very much in the picture. That's the team. The lions are, are looking at and competing for, for that last spot. But I mean, 
you're not seeing a 45-42 game the way the the Lions defense is playing right now and I think that is the the biggest reason, you know, why the Lions are in the position they're in. And it's just fun. It, it, it's it fun. It's fun. fun covering meaningful football games in the month of December that that you shift over into the new year in, in January. And, you know, I thought it was really cool. The Lions played kind of a mashup video at the end of the game. Shout out Joe Marcher. Joe, nice Joe job Marcher. with the video. Yeah, and and it was kind of just, you know, where they were at one and six and how they've battled back. And it used that Dan Campbell quote that ended hard knocks about the Detroit Lions can and will. Yep. And 66,169 people that, that pretty much stayed till the end of the game all stood up. And there's an... Uh, Taylor Decker said after the game that it kind of gave him goosebumps, you know, watching that and getting the reaction. But it, it's been fun. And and to put themselves in this situation, um, Dan Campbell talked about it after the game, just how fun this has been. And look, if they if they win in Green Bay or not, if they if they get into the playoffs or not, I think this has been really important for this young football team to get a taste of this. And and Dan talked about it after the game too, about well, now the expectations raise. Now you've done this. You've proven you can be in the conversation late in the season. Now it's about winning the division. Having these fans get to do this in a home playoff game. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really good that Dan Campbell talked about that and, and realized that those are the expectations now. Obviously, this isn't done yet. They've got one more and, and hopefully you know, at least one after that. Um, but they realize that now what they've done to finish the season, the expectations are much higher going into 2023. And I think it's good to be open about that 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 is your your public plan now going in with two first round draft picks and a lot of cap space and two second round draft picks and all of this ammo that you have you are building a playoff roster whether you make it this year or not that is the goal and that is the outset so maybe do you swing a trade for more veteran help do you need some more young guys or do you need a veteran presence that can shore up a defense or something like that or you know you have all of this ammo to just make the team that much better a team that's playing incredibly well right now. And they're playing incredibly well on offense. And I think this is a different offense when DeAndre Swift does what he did Sunday. This is what we've been waiting for. It's what we've been waiting for. And look, he's dealt with injuries, um, but he topped over 100 yards, scrimmage yards for the first time. I think it was Jacksonville was the yep. last time he's done that. Look, he had a couple touchdowns, one running, one receiving. He had some sick video game spin move plays. The third and 18 where he gained first down and, and, and he, he just, just like he had somewhere he just turned the corner and he just like shot out of a cannon and it's different when he's like that and he they get big runs and big passes because he's such a match matchup mismatch um for them it, it's just it, it's it's a whole different ball game and then you know you, you you saw you know what jameson williams can do too when he gets in space they you know they Threw him the football three times. He didn't catch one. Um, but that reverse was a 40-yard reverse into space. You saw the speed. They scored two plays later. He gets him down to the eight-yard line with that play. And so it, it was funny. Dan Campbell joked a little bit about, you know, the Swift and Williams performance after the game. I thought it was pretty funny. We should share with you guys. It's proud of the old line. It's proud of Jamal. Swifty came to life, man. Watching Swifty, that's like a... It's like being out in the desert with nothing to drink, and there's that water that you just found. It was great. Um, it was great to see him, and he was feeling it. He's like a candy bar in the desert. But I wouldn't eat until I got that drink of water because my mouth would be dry, but it would be soon to follow. Um, yeah, it was great, you know, and, and we wanted to see him. We, look, we had something up for him last week, too, and we just never got to it, uh, the flow of the game. 
you know, we tried to get him a screen early. Um, it didn't work out. And so to get him that one, what's a little bit of space, and you see him turn up, and it's, you know, you can see that speed. Um, so that's good to see. Get him a little more involved. And there again, man, the more that he does every week and, and the more that timing gets developed and, and just, man, him going. And I tell you what, he's hungry now. Like, he, he goes. You know, he, he works hard in practice. He wants to know what he needed to do or what – He's very coachable, and so he's only gonna he's only gonna continue to do this. And that's great to hear. And I tell you what, Dan Campbell after this win was a quote machine. He was a writer's dream. He was ready. He was great. He was he was ready. He, he was had, born for the meaningful a, press conference. He had a bunch of them, and he was great. And look, he should should be excited, and he, he should have been relaxed and, and fun because this team's eight and eight. Um, and now you know they head to a monster matchup next week in Green Bay with. Uh, potentially everything on the line. So, you know, how fun um, is that? And and how fun is it to be watching guys like DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, or Jamal Williams, excuse me, uh, Jameson Williams be a big It's part fun of that. to watch Jamal, too. Jamal uh, was when, great, too. When Jamal breaks off a, a 58-yarder like that, I mean, you are in, in business at that point. And what a great – he's 994 yards. So yep. I think his career high was 601 last year. So he's got 994 yards and 15 touchdowns. He's six yards shy of a thousand. And guess where he gets to go yeah. next week? I, that's to where that's he awesome. started his career. We played four seasons in a team that didn't want him. It's not like Jamal Williams wanted to hit free agency and come to Detroit. Green Bay didn't want him anymore. They drafted a running back. They moved Run, on. Yeah. And so to potentially get a thousand yards in that stadium against his old team, and he's one touchdown shy of of uh, tying Barry Sanders' uh, single-season touchdown mark of 16. Um, he's been a great story, too. This offense has been a, been a terrific story all season long. But, you know, we, I think we got to touch on the, the young defensive guys you as have well. To. I mean, James Houston has played in six games, Peach. He's got eight sacks. <laughs> he leads all rookies. It's, it's absurd at he this point. He had three sacks against Chicago. And it's not like – I mean, he – destroyed the left tackle and threw him in to Justin Fields. He got Justin Fields down in space, which not a lot of guys can do. I mean, he the showed power. The, he showed twitch. He showed bend. The, the last arsenal was on where display. he came out of coverage. He dropped back and saw Fields just rolling to the left and then was just a man on a mission and beeline right for right him to and him. took, took him down in space at the sideline, just held him held him, held him, held him until Benito Jones came and, and kind of cleaned up the mess. I mean, just did exactly because, I mean, we saw it in the first quarter, especially Fields turns that corner. He's gone like yeah. 60 yards in in a second, but not for James Houston. It's not. Boy, that young man has come a long way, you know, from being on the practice squad the first half of the season. To, Even from, to, from rookie camp, I mean, working as just a stack linebacker and going right. back and forth and, and switching in college and switching here and I they mean, might they might have something with him. Credit credit to Dion, credit to everybody here to just realize that that guy is an edge rusher and yeah. a really good one at that. A really good one. Um, yeah, so his three sacks, and then you know Aiden Hutchinson. That guy's that guy is also a good edge rusher. James Houston has eight. Aiden Hutchinson has seven and a half after Aiden got a, a half sack. Um, first rookies to ever have uh, seven plus sacks. A rookie duo to yeah. ever have. Seven sacks in the season. Um, so Aiden, seven and a half sacks, got another interception. He's got three on the year. Jumped on a number fumble, on a fumble caused by Houston. Um, I mean, 
no defensive line has had seven and a half sacks, uh, three interceptions, and two fumble recoveries in a season. It's, it's happened one time. No rookie's ever done it. Richard Dent is the only guy who's ever had a line like that, and he's a pretty good, pretty, that's, pretty that's good player good company to that's be in. Good. I mean, the, the production is terrific, and then you had Josh Pascal get his first sack and then get his second sack, and so I think what the rookies combined for you know five five and a half sacks yep. in this game. Um, and Forced if you count Melifon, I think Melifon had a half sack, so yep. it was six total from the rookies. But those defensive linemen in particular, um, yeah, with the, the forced fumble, like you mentioned, the, the fumble recovery, the intercept, just getting that kind of production from the, the, from those young guys just bodes so well for the future. And look, obviously, they they need help on defense. Yeah. They need to add some pieces to this defense. It, it, um, even though they played really well, you just look at the numbers statistically throughout the year, they need some help there. But I think it's a great sign that these young guys are as productive as they are this early in their career. And I think it's two two notes for me on, on the young, especially the edges. One, James Houston playing on, on first down today a lot, which is not something we had seen recently. He was kind of just like a, a sub-package, third-down specialist guy. But I think you're seeing that role expand he was on the field a lot today mm-hmm. to start a lot of series because they just they know at this point that he is such a weapon and it, it is advantageous to have him on the field in all passing downs not just third get him on the field as much as possible and then Aiden too it, it's you know James Houston has the sack numbers and those are great and Aiden is still right behind him but if Aiden doesn't get to double digit sacks the the heads up plays that he makes you know the even the the first the first possession of the game where he just is setting the edge and stands in front of fields and just holds them until Kaminsky can make the sack and doesn't let him break contain and doesn't let him get to the corner. I mean, those are just the innate instincts that, that Aiden has. It might not pop up on, on the numbers, but that guy is just a football player. He's a football player. And I think you're right with, with James Houston. He's special. I know we had him on the podcast right before he kind of started this run. We're going to have to have him on again because yeah. need I'd a, love need to get up. his perspective now and just where his game has come because like you mentioned he is playing a lot and that's just the evolution of his game right he's, he's not just a pass rusher now like they trust him to play on first down play the run do some of those things so look he's come a long long way anything else jump out to you in this one i mean i i thought the the secondary they didn't throw the ball a lot but the secondary especially at the end there where where they were just chucking i know amani came up with a couple deflections if he came up with a couple deflections i mean they against Obviously, such a heavy run script. There wasn't a lot to do, but I thought the secondary kind of held their own today. And you just you tip your cap to everybody. Pascal, Benito Jones had a very good game. I, I just the defensive line figured it out. They yeah. took the Chicago tape from last time, and it, it was a slow start. But once that second quarter hit, you know, it was it was locked down. Now do the same thing with Green Bay. Well, at least the running quarterback isn't as much of a problem in that one. And you know, I think we should mention Brock Wright. Two definitely in, in that tight, tight end ends, group. Period. Yeah, twelve. Touch, uh, he got his fourth touchdown. He had two in this game. That's now twelve tight, uh, touchdowns for the tight end group. That's a Lions single season record. And so all this talk about you know, what are they going to do when they trade T.J. Hawkinson? I think um, you know they realized they they you know wanted to expand their passing game to to more of the receivers, but that you know when they do include these tight ends, they guys like Shane Zostra and Brock Wright are more than capable. And we've seen that with Zostra having. Three touchdowns last week with Brock two here. They've got twelve uh, combined as as a room with with Hawkinson only counting for three of those. So 
Um, James Mitchell is is I mean he his one catch he a, a big week play. he just yeah. he's he gets in space and he can make a couple guys miss. I mean that's just another asset that you have at this point. And so I think they deserve some shout out. And you know I, one other thing too I thought was really interesting. I've never seen it before in all the years I've covered the NFL. The introductions and and if you ever ever yep. been to a game at Ford Field, you know that you know they rotate. They'll do all the offensive starters one week and then the next home game they'll do defense. What was a little bit different on on Sunday? It was they introduced the defensive line and then they introduced the offensive line and Dan Campbell was asked about this after the game um, and he said um, that that was something I wanted to do you know we knew that our strength is our offense and defensive line and he wanted to recognize those guys but you know Peach we, we also have one more clip we got a play of, of Dan talking about um, the young guys um, Hutchinson Houston Pascal just how important um, their um, presence was not only Sunday, but how it's going to, how important it's going to be moving forward as well. Yeah, they, they, listen, they stepped up for us and did a great job, um, all those guys. And we talked about it. That was the key to this game defensively was keeping him in. And we got hurt early. We got hurt early. And, and that was self-induced. That was self-induced. Uh, and it happened to us a couple of times, and, and uh, we let him out of there, and those players know who they are, and they immediately came off, <laughs> you know, and we got it straight. And that's a credit to them, but our, our athleticism in some areas showed up when it needed to. And, you know, credit to those young guys, and they're going to need to play well next week because this is a, a, a Green Bay team that can obviously run the football. They can throw it. Um, they're very diverse. Uh, they're not as explosive, I think, as they've been in years past with, without, you know, Devontae Adams. But uh, They're rolling right now, though. They're rolling right now. Um, played really well against Minnesota, and it sets up a huge one. And, look, how fun. We talked about it again, but it's week 18. It, it's going to Lambeau Field, the history of that place um, with – Potentially a chance to 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 win and get into the playoffs and do it against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, a team that's really dominated this division for so many years, and to spoil their season, it, it it's special and it's fun and it's good to be a you, part. You of. just you just hit the key for me. I know Minnesota has won the division and they've had a great year, but you gotta. I mean, this is the way to do it, right? You gotta go through Green yeah. Bay. You, you just have, you have to. to. You just have to. With Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay at Lambeau, you just have to that that's that there's there no, is no other way to do this there is no other to storybook me, ending no and that's to me you know hey we, we've arrived yep. you know if you can go on the road be Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau to get to nine and eight and potentially get into the playoffs to me that's now we're talking about next year let's win the division yep. that should be the goal um, because you've now pretty much accomplished you know, what you needed to accomplish the last two months of the season. And I think I think you can go into next year with that expectation with a loss anyway because you're going to add so much. And you, you should expect, you know, to compete for the, the division regardless. But the momentum that getting that win, whether you make the playoffs or not, that's not in your control at this point. But if you win, you did your part, you did enough, and, yeah. and that's all you can ask for, literally. I mean, it's all that you can control going into this last week of the season. So huge week in Allen Park this week as the Lions get ready for, um, we'll, we don't know quite yet if it's Saturday no, or Sunday, no if it's at night. We'll see where they, they if that thing gets flexed. But uh, we Let's know at some, some point this weekend. Let's get this ugly. 
At some point in the weekend, they're going to be in Green Bay with a chance to potentially uh, uh, make the playoffs. And so we'll have a big podcast on Thursday, as we always uh, do, previewing that one. And it should be a really fun week in Allen Park as the Lions are playing meaningful football in December. And it's come down to week 18. I got one more. Amon Ra, 100 and 1,000. Book it. Happened. Congratulations. Oh, yes. Very good. good. Very good point. Um, not not the biggest Amon Ra game, but I feel we, we can't leave that one out today. No. He's become top five. Yeah, I mean that's just the NFL there's there's book. nothing else to say on that. Young talent, young yeah, we talent. Talked about it. There's a ton of young talent, and hopefully that young talent um, can be a catalyst for a big win in Green Bay next week.